Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and you're listening to episode 148 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, education and insight to help us have the best quality relationships and life that we can. So, welcome to today's episode, episode 148, You Should Really Know What I Need. Um... I thought today we'd look at some of the traps or limiting assumptions that we can fall into when we enter into relationship. Um, There's sometimes this fantastical idea that uh, is driven by fairy tales and movies that when we find the one, then um, we, we know one of the things is that the soulmate or the one, we're in sync. We don't need to express our needs. You know, this person's one step in front of us um, and we're one step in front of them. There's there's, there's this deep knowingness that um, overrides the need for communication because we are so in sync. Um, the reality is sometimes we're, even with the best fit person, we're sometimes in sync and we're sometimes not. Um, and that has nothing to do with the relationship. That's the ebbs and flows of life. That's each ind- individual person's makeup, um, what kind of emotional space we're in, what kind of personality makeup we have. Um, there's lots of variances here that um, mean that some days we really click together. Um, we're one step in front of each other. And most of the time, that is not the case. We are going to have to, you know, we're going to have to communicate um, and explain what our requirements are in the moment. Um, And the best relationships are not ones that are conflict-free, that are not um, uh, full of psychic mind reading um, as as if that was even possible, um, but rather... We're in sync when we're in sync. We're not when we're not, but we're committed together to working on how. If we're out of sync, we're picking that up as quickly as possible. We've got good communication and good intent to bring ourselves back into relational alignment for the purpose of not only um, more harmony between us, but for the betterment of the relationship itself. Um, Because the relationship is at a higher logical level Um, it's got more scope than you or I. Um, And so there are times due to the fact that we are in a relationship that we're happy to acquiesce, we're happy to compromise, we're happy to be curious and ask questions for the sake of of getting our relationship back on track. But we are aware, very much so, that even in the best relationships, there are times when we lose each other, there are times when we're a bit neglectful, there's times when we're not attuned, and that's okay. Okay. Um, if we're talking about coming from less functional 
family systems and less functional ideas about relationships, this is where these demands come from. If you love me, you would know what I need right now. Um, this idea that we're mind readers. We, the reality is we aren't. Um, sometimes we can make educated guesses. Um, but love and mind reading um, do not actually go together. Um, but if we grew up in a dysfunctional family system where we were expected to uh, know uh, what was required of us in order to fit in and not get punished, neglected, get um, um, love withheld in, in the certain ways that it was, um, then we can carry those limiting beliefs into our adult life and into our relationships and even in our professional um, context. Oh, my staff members should have known what I wanted. Well, the reality is they didn't. That, that's the reality. And, and when we get into these ideas of what people should and shouldn't know compared to the reality, then we get in trouble um, and um, create more stress and drama for ourselves. Also, if I'm kind of stewing over the fact that my partner should have, should know what I need, should know I'm in distress, you know, then um, this is a way of me managing my anxiety it's, it's <clears throat> ironically, pardon me, less anxiety provoking to stew over what my partner isn't doing rather than take the risk of having an open conversation and communicating my needs. Um, because as adults, even we don't always know what we need or what would suit us best in an environment. Um, and to be able to communicate that, to be able to explore that, and to be open to working through that um, and stating quite openly our requirements. You know, we're, we're stacking the deck for success in relationship. You know, um, I want to talk to you about something. When would be a convenient time to do that? Would that be now? Um, and, and here's my expectation about this discussion. Um, do I want a vent? Do I want a solution? Do I want sympathy? You know, we're stating up front what, what we require from another human being so that we're maximising the chance that our interaction is genuine, genuinely successful, <clears throat> that we can be vulnerable and open to the degree that's safe for us with the person we're talking with, um, but we're making it easier on them to support us by telling them what we need rather than making an assumption. Um, now, over time, we, we do get more informed. The more we know each other, the more we share um, with one another. But that doesn't still mean that from time to time, we aren't going to have to clarify. Um, what, what, what do you require from me right now? Um, you know, when a person asks, the least helpful thing we can do is, well, you should know. We've been together long enough. Um, if you actually cared, you would know what I need right now um, is not the most helpful thing. That just keeps the system in anxiety. It's not, um, it's, well, it's just, it's just not helpful. <laughs> Rather than going, well, thank you for asking. Here's what I would like, please, from you right now. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. You know, because we're running the risk um, uh, that, that they can, you know, because even if they, you know, they ask us what we require, that doesn't automatically mean that they can deliver on that or that they're willing to. And again, that's, that, that's another element of vulnerability. That, um, 
I'm taking the risk to state what I need, but I'm not automatically assuming that you can deliver on that or deliver on that to the degree I want. You know, because because that may be my responsibility, not yours. If I'm passing off too much on you, you need to love me. You need to approve of me. You need to validate me. Um, but you also need to know when to do that. I shouldn't have to ask for love, validation, sympathy, nurture, support. You're my partner. You should know when I need these things. Um, I'm sorry. The reality is sometimes I might be more attuned. I might be more observational. I might be in a space where I can do that. But there are certainly going to be times when I'm not, you know, and that has nothing to do with the relationship. It might be I'm going through my own stuff right now. Um, so it is very important um, to understand that mind reading has no place or assuming that we can mind read or our partner can mind read um, actually really is a very unhelpful um, assumption about healthy relationships. Healthy relationships don't have mind reading in them. Um, like I said, we can get a bit more informed, but that doesn't mean accuracy. Um, and the real genuine thing is I'm curious to know, I'm open to asking, I'm open to hearing. These are the things that are way more helpful than um, a, a pre-interpretive psychic ability that, that, um, that didn't exist. Or we carry that over from childhood where our parents were responsible for meeting and interpreting our needs in advance. And, and often, if you, you know, um, even then, we didn't get exactly what we needed. There's a lot of people who've been exposed to emotional neglect who, who needed more emotional support, guidance and teaching um, and instead maybe got given a sandwich <laughs> um, or a, a, a new toy. Um, uh, historically speaking, family systems have been way better at um, attempting to meet needs through providing materials than actually being genuinely present to, to feelings and managing and speaking through those in very, very functional ways. So, you know, our, even if our needs were met, you know, oh, my child is upset, you know, um, we, we got our togetherness, we got our soothing through food. Um, you know, that was one of the things in, in, in you know, the family system that I originate from. Um, <clears throat> or you were, you were basically told just to, to not bother, you know, your parents had way too much to do with anyway, so don't bother them with your requirements. Um, and so you go the other way, becoming needless. Um, and that that's a whole other ballgame to be talking about um, here. But um, again, the main thing is that, you know, we carry over this assumption of, of mind reading. And, and to a degree, um, you know, that's what children had to do to kind of navigate and get love and approval from parents. And, that, and same as you know, so that this is a paradigm <clears throat> that comes out of childhood, but it doesn't carry any real level of helpfulness when we're talking about genuine adult healthy relationships where we're keeping our communication open, we're talking, we're inquiring about where somebody is at. Um, and then, uh, you know, so we're open to asking what our partner needs and we're open to them asking about where we're at and what we need. And we're taking that as a sign of love and a sign of functional communication. 
rather than a very unfortunate assumption that they should already know. And as I say, um, the, you know, what I might require from you on one day is going to be different on another. To, today, I just want to vent and get some sympathy. But tomorrow, when I discuss something with you, I'm, I'm actually, what I'm seeking is a solution. Um, so like I said, this is sloppy communication if we're expecting our partner to fill in the gap or they're expecting us to. Part of healthy relationships is it's okay to ask, it's okay to inquire, it's okay to be interested. And then what do we do with, with that? Um, because again, as we go, the longer we go through a relationship, we're more likely, <clears throat> pardon me, that both of us are going to go through through changes as we deal with the next phases of life. And so the person we were with originally and their needs and requirements is not going to be the same person that we're with six or seven years down the track. There's some samenesses, but there might be also some genuine differences. And what you required from me back then and where you were at in your life and where I was at in my life and where our relationship was at it has rapidly changed, especially if we're talking about bringing children in, moving locations, changing friendship groups, changing careers, um, the level of general societal stress. Um, <clears throat> all these factors weigh in to um, influencing what I might need in this moment um, compared to, let's say, what I needed a week ago, let alone a year ago. Um, so we're understanding that these are nuanced, they're ever-moving, they're ever-changing our needs and requirements, and as we come more and more into genuine healthy adulting and general healthy relating, these things are likely to evolve and change. So we're, we're, we are keeping open and we are seeing it as a sign of functionality when our partner inquires. What, what do you need from me in this exchange? Um, or what would you like me to do here? Um, we're seeing that as, okay, that, that's a, a, you know, a genuine inquiry and I'm okay to inform. I'm not resentful thinking that the person should know. And this is where we've got to be careful because, again, the giveaway is the word should. That talks about old limiting beliefs, old family system beliefs, old life scripting from other places and other times. So, you know, really be careful of the word should um, in our communication. So there you go. Um, that's that's this particular episode. I hope it gives you food for thought. Like I said, you know, we're, we're continuing to stay open. We're continuing to ask each other and be curious about, you know, what, what are the needs and wants of the day. Um, and I think that gets us a lot further in continuing to keep us bonded and present um, and not taking our partnership for granted. So Thank you very much. There's episode 148. Um, as always in the sign off, if you've been following along for some time now or right the way through, my profoundest gratitude to you. Thank you for your support. Um, and if you've just joined us, welcome. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, if you'd like to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe and leave a five star review as it makes it easier for others to find this material. Um, and I'm very passionate about um, good life education, not only my own, but there's lots of wonderful stuff out there. Um, and I draw from lots of wonderful resources to bring this program uh, together. And um, also we're available on the shows available on other uh, podcast mediums, Stitcher, Podbean and elsewhere, not to mention check us out at the website emergencetraining.com.au. So, um, there you go. There's hopefully some more resource 
um, some more uh, another tool for helping you navigate your and and hopefully create continued success and connection in your relationship and relationships going forward. And until we're with each other on another episode, thank you again for listening and bye for now.